This is The Odds Couple, presented by PropSwap.com, where America buys and sells sports bets. The Odds Couple, with Chicago radio legend Mike North and midday host Carmen DeFalco on ESPN 1000. Welcome into your weekend, everybody. Super wild card weekend. What fun we're going to have on this Super Friday. It is the Odds Couple presented by PropSwap. Mike North and Carmen DeFalco with you for a full hour of sports gambling talk. And believe you me, we will focus heavily on weekend number one in the NFL playoffs. We've made it to the postseason, Mikey. We've got six games to talk about, including a game for the first time ever on Monday night in the postseason, and we will spend time talking about all of them today, my friend. Yeah, we will. Now, I want to talk about winners, and when we talk about winners, let's talk about the franchise, which is the greatest terrestrial radio experience you can have when playing with the numbers, ladies and gentlemen. Carmen DeFalco, 24-12. and 12. I was 35-31-2. I mean, uh, happy to be in third place with the winning record mm-hmm. with the COVID challenge year. And then Randy Randy Merkin, 14-5-1 mm. for a 73-48-3 record, 61% documented, ladies and gentlemen. We keep track, as our listeners do, every single week. And on top of that, I mean, you know, my, my, my new addiction is if I didn't have enough of them in the past is betting golf. And I should have listened to Randy Merkin last week when he oh, said yeah. this guy Smith was all that. And I've seen him, and I didn't think he could stand up to John Rahm. So I bet the money line minus. 165 and Rom didn't even play a Rom type of game and was right there, but this kid didn't buckle, so I give him credit. So we got golf, we got winning, a winning team here, uh, we got the NFL. Uh, folks, nothing's going to change. We win every single weekend. The bonus play last week, if you listen, you know, I went one and one, but boy, that one I gave you. The Detroit Lions over the Green Bay Packers, yeah, ladies and gentlemen. Absolutely. So everything's going well for the franchise right now. It sure is. Uh, golf is back, and I know people do like it. The people that like to wager, I said it last week, I'll say it again. It's the one thing that is going to keep golf going here a little bit. And is, ruin uh, me financially. I'd be winning <laughs> even more money. And Charles Howell third. I had him against Taylor Gooch. I, I, here's what I'd say to Charles Charles Howell the third. I don't. I hope there isn't a Charles Howell the fourth. Okay, you're well, winning the better. damn game. I go to bed and I get up again. The, the loser sleep. I'm in the fetal position. Uh, I with love these it. People. I'm telling you, the legalized sports gambling oh, is going to help the PGA because it is. And Yurko but yesterday the, almost hit a twenty to one shot. He had he put twenty dollars down at. Uh, Two hundred. What was he? Two hundred to one? No, he's a hundred to one. He's a hundred to one. I'm sorry. He put twenty down at a hundred to one for Jim Furyk to lead after round one. How Jim about Furyk, that? Well, a what shot happened? Off the lead. A shot off the lead. Right, yeah, Mike. He had the lead the entire right. I watched day yesterday. Until, it was minus eight until Kevin Nog got red hot on the back nine Kevin Nog. and birdied eighteen. He would have won. He would have split it if Kevin Nod is in birdie 18. Oh, but. my God. Well, I'll tell close. you this, too, and I want to hand out uh, kudos to Mark Potash, who won the Sun-Times contest, but also Cap and Sylvie showed up well. And also the media contest, where uh, uh, Cap did very well. He won it. And Carmen, uh, I understand you were in the money. I finished second, yep. Yeah, and I got out of last place, which I was happy about because Bibi said something to me two weeks. You know how the wife says something. She just <laughs> says something nonchalantly. 
since I've known you, I've never known you to be in last place in anything. That was the end of that. I, I went on a winning streak for two I weeks. She just said it non nonchalantly as yeah. you know, as I, we were eating. Yeah. She, she goes, hey, have you ever finished finish last. last place in anything? That was all I needed. So I finished like in the... 18s or something, but I'll tell you what, I talked to a guy who was in these pools. He won last year, this year he got the booby prize. Oh, see? That's how gambling is. Yes, it is. Sometimes. Year it, to year. It's hard, and it's hard in the it NFL, is. there's no doubt about how it. How are you if you're in a team that's 61%? I, I mean, really. We, should uh, we get t-shirts made? We probably 61%? should. We should have our guy over at Obvious Shirts make us some t-shirts. I mean, 61%, come on, people. And I, I got mean, a new segment, because you know Randy's always telling me, come up with something new, please. Please, enough with jag bag this, jag bag that, you know. I got a new segment, and it's his segment. Uh, will I get any credit for it when it becomes a hit? No. What is it? I don't know if there's a sitcom that's ever been named, but the best thing I ever said about five, six weeks ago, because he went on a rampage, was, hey, what about Randy? That's the, that's the new segment. <laughs> that's the new segment. Hey, what about Randy? At every week end, I say at, it. at the very end, I love it. Oh, we'll do it at the very end. We, hey, what about Randy? We'll give you some picks uh, at the end of the show tonight. We are going to talk about all six games, and we'll jump right yep. in. I will say, uh, real quick, just a trend for everybody, and uh, you know, gamblers probably know this, uh, even maybe very casual bettors probably know this, because the last few years, this opening weekend of the NFL playoffs has been all about the underdogs. Now, that was kind of the story of the NFL season. If you just bet the dogs, sure. every single one of them blind each and every week, you were over the magic number of 53%, so you would have made money on the season, but this has been a big dog weekend the last couple of years. The last four wild card weekends, listen to this, guys. The underdogs have combined to go 10 and 8 straight up and 14 and 4 mm. against the number. They've won 10 of the 18 games outright the last four seasons. So it really has been all about the underdogs in this first weekend, Mike. And you're looking at the numbers. I mean, I look at Tampa Bay and Philly. Uh, Philly getting eight and a half right now. That's a big number. The Pittsburgh Steelers, this is a product of adding the playoff games, but uh, Pittsburgh getting almost two touchdowns at 12 and a half, maybe 13 by the time this thing tips off. Can Big Ben keep it close? But there's going to be a new dynamic. There's more teams this year. If you're a gambler, if you have a show like we do, we welcome teams. I don't like the water down product. I loved the NFL when it had four teams in each conference make it. it made, that means that uh, two-thirds of your league wasn't good enough, which mm. I love. Now it's almost half the league, but still, for us, it's a good thing. Yeah. And I think there's some intriguing matchups. I think there's going to be a couple big upsets. Well, the history, the recent history tells us there will be. Uh, let, we'll work through the board here starting in chronological order. That's where we're going to do it, folks. We're going to start Saturday afternoon, 3.30 our time here in Chicago. Pull up a chair and you will watch the Raiders and the Bengals. The Bengals are a five and a half point favorite. The total in the game as we uh, do the odds couple sits at 49. This game opened at about six and a half and the Raiders took some money. Since he won in Vegas in week 11, the final score probably not very indicative of how close the game was. The final score says 32-13, but uh, let me tell you that that game was close with about five minutes left. It was a field goal game, and then the Raiders just killed themselves, really Derek Carr, with an interception mm. and then a fumble down near the red zone as the Raiders were trying to get points. So I know it looked like a blowout. The game was a little bit closer since yeah. he also won that game coming off of a bye. Who would have thought after that loss, which dropped the Vegas Raiders to 5-5, five and five, Mike, that they'd be in the playoffs right now? But here they are going on the road to Cincinnati this weekend. Yeah, I mean, Cincinnati hasn't won anything relevant since 1990. That's true. Uh, they're minus 5.5 here. You got Vegas at getting 5.5. If I had a lean, uh, I think I'd do a number 2 lean. Lean! <laughs> 
towards Vegas plus the five and a half. Uh, Derek Carr always does something stupid. He's like Carson Wentz. I mean, he'll throw a screen pass at the end of the first half. He'll be intercepted for a touchdown. But yet, they came back from nowhere. How many people had him uh, where they're at? Joe Burrow is a winner. Uh, the Raider defense against the passes and all that. But you know what? The numbers at five and a half. I I could see this game being a uh, fourth quarter type of type ball game. I think I could see the exact same thing, yeah. like it was in the original matchup. I think you're right. right. And my lean here would also be on the Raiders. I, right. I think the scheduling spots tough here for them. They had to give it everything they had. They played the last game of the regular and season. And now they're playing on Saturday. And now they're playing the first game on Saturday, Mike. You're and they're right. traveling a long way to do it. Um, but uh, I, I think that the the Raiders' pass rush can keep them in this game because, let's face it, that Cincinnati O-line is beat up to hell. Joe Burrow holds the ball maybe a little bit longer than he should he at does. times. Joe Burrow has been sacked 51 times, folks. That's more than any other quarterback in the league. And the Vegas Raiders do not blitz. They blitz only about 12% of the time. That's the lowest number in the NFL. But their pressure rate is a respectable 25%. Uh, they get to the quarterback. They hit the quarterback a lot. They actually had the fourth most quarterback hits during the regular season. So if Max Crosby and that front four can get after Joe Burrow and sack him, I think it will keep the Raiders in the game a little bit. Yeah, I, I'd put couch change on on uh, Vegas if I have to. Uh, you know, they're playing for this coach, too. I think a lot of the players like him. He took over a tough situation. Yeah. I mean, if you told me after what happened with John Gruden, you know, that they were going to be in the spot that they're in, I think it's all gravy here for them. Uh, but I think they got an extra uh, motivation. I think they like the guy that they're playing for. I don't think they like the guy they played for in the past. Derek Carr seems comfortable, but hey, uh, to me, he's got to show me. And uh, if they do lose, I think it will be because of him. Well, as Mike said, it's been a long time since the Bengals won an important game. Yep. The Cincinnati Bengals have not Andy won a Dalton baby. They haven't won a playoff game. Like yep. Mike called it though since 1990. How about That's that? That's the last time. Just when we think we have it bad as Bears fans, the Bengals haven't won a playoff game since 1990. The Raiders' last playoff win was 2002. So you talk about two long droughts for both of these teams. I was asking people in 1990 if they wanted fries with the beef. You know, that's how long ago it was. That's how long ago. Hey, the light's out on your sign. Okay, thanks, guys. You know? That's the line of the night. I mean, my God, Mike are you kidding still, me? He's still making beef I was dip. making hot dogs. I, I was going, wait a minute. I, there, there's not enough meat on the sweet, What are you talking sweet about? Sweet peppers or hot jardinera. Absolutely. That's, I mean, that's you, how long it's been. Oh no ketchup God. on the hot dog. Enough. That's unbelievable. Yep. All right, we got uh, five more games to talk about. Yeah. We're going to talk about all of them, folks. We'll give you best plays. Jim Miller's going to have ponies. Jimmy! And, of course, there are... Wagers to be bought and sold at PropSwap and PropSwap.com. We are going to talk to Luke Pergandy when we come back next. This is The Odds Couple on ESPN 1000. This is The Odds Couple with Carmen DeFalco and Mike North on ESPN 1000. Inside the Odds Couple, presented by PropSwap, alongside Mike North, I'm Carmen DeFelco, and we're with you each and every Friday here on ESPN 1000 and the great ESPN Chicago app. If you ever miss anything, our show, our podcast, or any other show or podcast on the radio station, you can always catch up with that app, so make sure you download it on your smart device. You will catch us uh, every Saturday morning with the Encore replay from 8 until 9 before White Sox Weekly. It's that time of the show, Mike, where we say hi to our uh, weekly guest, one of our two weekly guests who... 
uh, travels the world, well, certainly travels the country, and he has all football season long, and I've lived vicariously through him on his Instagram feed. He is one of the founding members of the PropSwap app and PropSwap.com. Luke Pergandy, everyone. Oh, are you talking with a draw? Hey, Con. Hey, Mike. <laughs> What's up, Luke? What's up, How Luke? is the national championship game, buddy? Yeah, you talking with the draw now? <laughs> Yes, I would have draw. Got uh, got Indy combined with uh, Athens oh. and and Tuscaloosa. Uh, yeah. yeah, it was great. I mean, those those were so obviously the two best football teams in the country. Um, you know, Michigan finished third. Like, yeah, sure, eighty yards behind the second place team, Alabama. Michigan is third, but um, those those two teams were were clearly the two best teams in the country, and uh, that game was great. Bryce Young, you know, to see Williams that that stud receiver out of Alabama go down, mm. I believe it was late second quarter. I mean, that, that guy's, they have two receivers that are both going to be top five picks. I mean, they were both <laughs> on, on, a, on a losing national championship. So, you know, Met, Mechie won and, and Williams too. And, and Bryce Young is the best quarterback Alabama's ever had. And this is all to lose to Georgia. Yeah. So, um, yeah, just, just really good football. As we start the uh, NFL postseason this weekend, Luke, you know, we kind of touched on anything last week. The second favorite behind the Packers, uh, of course, it is Kansas City, Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs. And uh, seven weeks ago, you could have bought Kansas City tickets for 13 or 14 or maybe even 15 to one. And now they're down to about three and a half or four to one. Um, are, are there is there some volume of tickets like that and other NFL playoff props uh, available right now as we hit the first weekend of the postseason? Yeah, yeah. I mean, we can't keep a, a Chiefs or a Packers ticket on the shelf. Uh, to your point, yeah. I mean, we we've seen eighteen to one tickets on Kansas City um, during that losing streak they had, where they got routed by by the Titans, who of course ended up with the one seed in the AFC. Um, and then the Packers, we're selling Packers tickets at three to one. Um, you know, there's, there's obviously an argument to be made. They're the best team right now. They've certainly looked the best in the second half of the season. Although Kansas City is one, I believe, nine of ten. Um, so both Kansas City and Green Bay have looked amazing in the second half of the season. And then uh, on the long shots that will be playing this weekend, you got the Eagles were 100 to one. You have the Patriots. I think the Patriots could win this weekend. Um, Buffalo can't run the ball and they can't play defense. Um, so the Patriots were 200 to one. Earlier this season, the Niners were fifty to one. I think they got a shot to beat Dallas. Um, so I think I think some underdogs have had a chance this weekend. Yeah, I'm looking at uh, the San Francisco 49ers versus the Dallas Cowboys. If you have a ticket for either one of those, I don't know if you put it up uh, now, but it's I tough. think you might have to. And then you can bet and get some money for it because guess what? This one here is the game of the week, I think, where I you think can't so. pick a winner. Yeah, I don't I think you can. I, agree. I, I think if you think San Francisco is going to beat Dallas, I think you can come up with a reason why Dallas can beat San Francisco just as yeah. easy. So is that the, is that what you're seeing with prop swap between these two teams right now? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think there's, it's a, to your point, it's a very polarizing matchup. I agree. That's the most competitive game this week. I do think Cardinals-Rams at Monday night is also going to be a really good one. Um, the Rams, I think, are overall the better team, but the Cardinals are a little bit can be flashier at times, kind of score quickly. Um, so I think that will be a good game. Um, but yeah, I, I really think Bills' pass could be could be a good football game too. I realize that Josh Allen is a much better quarterback than Mac Jones, but um, Belichick in the playoffs is is a great coach, and um, I just I just don't trust the Bills' defense. So 
Um, I personally would be selling my Buffalo Bills future. There's not a ton of profit potential there, unfortunately. They've kind of been 10 to 1 or 12 to 1 the whole season. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, if I could, you know, we say at Prospect all the time, the quote, deadline spur action. And here's your deadline, because if you got a ticket on any of these teams left, you better get that thing posted if you think they're going to lose this weekend. Yeah, absolutely. Good point. Uh, I know it's football season, but we're nearing the halfway point of the uh, NBA campaign, and it was about this time. I, I had mentioned this, uh, you know, on the Carmen and Yurko show earlier in the week. It was about this time last year that the three of us, just looking at the futures market in the NBA, said, man, Nikola uh, Yo- uh, uh, Jokic at, uh, what was he, 25 to 1 at the yep. time. And we were like, man, that's, boy, the way this guy's playing, the way we he's We sat on our hands. We gave it out. We gave yep. it to everybody to go ahead and make the wager. And, of course, he won it. I've identified my guy for this year. And, uh, uh, gentlemen, I'm not making the mistake of not playing it. I did put uh, a little money down on John Morant at 30 to 1 to win the MVP 11 award. in a row for Memphis. 11 yeah. in a row. He's playing out of his mind. He didn't even play last night and they won. He's playing out of his mind right now. So, at the very worst, Luke, I'm thinking, listen, if he can keep this right. up for another month and his odds go down to 15 and 1, then I got a, a pro- you know, I've got a it. handsome ticket on my hands. Totally. Yeah, I think, you know, writers want to see rising stars succeed. So, there's, there's a bias. Like, you could have a marginally worse statistics. And if you're a rising star, that's you know going to be the face of the league one day. I think there is a bias for that guy. You know, I mean, you can use the, the Derrick Rose example you know, about a decade ago now. Yep. Um, but you know, I, I I agree. And and to your point, of course, with Kravtsov, yep. as long as the odds improve, you're you're in the money. And yep. uh, to grab him at thirty to one, I think makes a ton of sense. I like that. Luke, you have a great weekend. Enjoy the first weekend of the playoffs, uh, including a Monday night game for the first time ever. And we'll chat next Friday. Sounds good, guys. Looking forward to it. Enjoy the game. See you, buddy. <laughs> Talking playoffs. Follow him on Twitter. He is at Luke Pergandy. A quick update, Mike. Uh, John Moran did play last night. He oh, he did? Had, I'm sorry. He, he he just, in the box score, he wasn't on the bottom, so that maybe that was the confusing. Yeah. So he he, no, he that's had, okay. I he thought almost he had did. a triple-double, actually. He almost had a triple-double, but yeah. he didn't score okay. a lot. He, he only had 16 points. I think he had 16, yeah. yeah. I got to listen they, better. They won again. They've won God, 11 they're in they're 11 in a row. They won 11 straight. I don't know where I heard that. I might have dreamt it. Game two. Game two. Two of six this weekend. So we yeah. talked Bengals, Bills uh, at the uh, open. Here we go. We're just going to work chronologically through the board Saturday as night. As soon as I find out what this chronologically means, <laughs> we're going to have some fun. <laughs> Somebody quick, get him a dictionary. Enough. That's right. Saturday night, seven fifteen in Orchard Park. Patriots, Bills. Uh, the weather will be somewhat of a factor. Now, it's not going to be windy. There's not going to be rain or snow, but it's going to be cold, folks. We yep. are talking about game time temperatures around zero The Bills are about a four-point favorite. The total in this game is 44-and-a-half. Which two teams had the two best scoring differentials in the AFC this season, gentlemen? My guy, listen to him. You guessed it, the Bills and the Patriots. So here we go, round three, Mike. It should be New England. I'm leaning New England in this. uh, Getting four, I think Josh Allen's got a hell of a lot of pressure on him. I think uh, the running game is suspect unless it's Josh Allen. Uh, right. Josh Allen's got to do everything Excellent for this team. Call. He's got to do everything on this team. I think Belichick will play close to the best. I think he'll try to win in the fourth quarter. It's a double lean, lean uh, for me. Couch change once again. 
I mean, there's only one thing that I'm going to probably really, one really good pick that I feel confident about this week out of all six games. Yeah. All these games could go either way. They're tight. I know that's gambling talk. Of course they could go either way. No, what I'm saying is, like like uh, Luke and like uh, Carm were saying, there's going to be a couple upsets this week, folks, where the points won't even matter. Yeah, that's always the case. Uh, Mike just nailed it. Josh Allen is going to have to do everything. Oh. And if Dayball... Uh, and McDermott were smart. There would be more design run calls for Josh Allen in this game because that is their best recipe for success if they have to run the ball. Uh, the Bills, you know, three of the Bills' last four games, uh, they finished the season hot, you could say, but three of the last four were against the Panthers, Falcons, and Jets. Those teams finished the regular season ranked 27th, 30th, and 26th yeah. in total DVOA. He's and, been throwing interceptions. And any time they've played a team that can run the ball, the Buffalo Bills, whether, you know, any good rushing EPA per play right. team, like the Patriots, like the Buccaneers, like the Colts, like the Titans early in the season, they lost. And the one thing that's going to keep New England in this game is pounding the rock in those frigid, cold temperatures. And if they can do that successfully, they're going to be in it. Well, you It'll know, be close, and they might pull the upset. Easy team to beat, in my opinion, if you only have a one-dimensional attack. And that attack is Josh Allen. Now, Josh Allen uh, has really done some great things. But if you tell Bill Belichick... You don't have to watch two or three other guys like you would with Tampa Bay with Brady, Gronkowski, Evans, Fournette, if he's healthy. Those are three, four, five guys that can hurt you. Buffalo doesn't have that. They don't have that. I like New England. In the My guess is Belichick does everything he can to take Stephon Diggs out of this game. You're right. Now, I think it was. Right, and he's got a key on Allen. Yeah, well, yeah, it's like the Allen Diggs combination. That's I, it. I, I hope I have this right. I think the, the, the second matchup between the two teams a couple weeks ago where Buffalo won in New England. That was the big Isaiah McKenzie game, I think. Mm-hmm. I think McKenzie, I think Cole Beasley missed that game and McKenzie what? stepped in in the slot and went absolutely nuts. I still think Belichick's number one priority, like you said, will be making sure that he keeps Allen and Diggs in that combination. Hey, you let Allen do the worst thing for a defense. It's when it's third and 12 and the guy goes back to pass and they want to play careful. You have four guys rushing. Guess what? The, the guy doesn't keep contained and then the quarterback rips off a 15-yarder. That's a deflator, and they can't let yeah. that happen. Yeah, and uh, McK- right. McKenzie, that, was had, that was the big McKenzie game. He had 11 mm-hmm. catches for 125 and a touchdown. No. I still think... You think he does that again? I don't, and I still I think Belichick's more worried about the, the seven catches for 85 yards and a touchdown that Stephon Diggs had in that right. game, and that's his number one priority. Should be a good chess match. But you know what? I mean, teams. he knows now what to watch out for with that with McKenzie. Yeah. All right, when we come back, we got more games to talk about. We've talked about two. That means there are four to go. Jim Miller will still give us ponies a little bit later on, and we will give you our... Our best place, so don't go anywhere, folks. We are cruising along into the weekend, getting you set for Super Wild Card Weekend in the NFL. We are the Odds Couple, presented by PropSwap. This is the Odds Couple on ESPN 1000, Chicago's home for sports. This is the Odds Couple with Mike North and Carmen DeFalco on ESPN 1000. We're streaming on the all-new ESPN Chicago app. Welcome back inside the Odds Couple, presented by Prop Swap on ESPN 1000 and the ESPN Chicago app. Mike North, Carmen DeFelco with you. Follow us on Twitter. Mike is at North to North. I'm at Carmen DeFelco. So we talked about the Saturday games. It's on to Sunday. There'll be three on Sunday and then one more on Monday mm-hmm. night for the first time ever. Mm-hmm. Noon in Tampa. I love Sunday. It. 
Rain in the forecast, Mike. So I think this has affected some of the money that we've seen come in on the under. This thing's been bet down from about 49 down to 46. It is mm-hmm. Eagles and Bucks. The Buccaneers yeah. laying about eight and a half. Uh, like a lot of the matchups this weekend, this is another rematch. The Bucks won in Philly in week six. And kind of like what we talked about the first game, the uh, Raider Bengal game, where the final score maybe not totally indicative of how the game really went. The final score in this game was Bucks 28 to 22. I had the Eagles that day and they just barely covered mm-hmm. as a seven point uh, underdog. But listen, the Bucks had nearly twice as many yards in that game, 11 more first downs, and the Bucks led 28 to seven in the third quarter. I don't think that game was really a six point game when it was all. No, uh, you know what? This is, uh, I, I got, I got a play on this later on, a okay. different type of play, not the usual play that I have, but I also got a fun thing for people here <clears throat> doing my research on this game. I see that Philadelphia is the worst in the league at covering tight ends. And Gronk uh, has a prop bet. And I'm not big on prop bets. I don't play them. But I looked at a list of prop bets, courtesy of Visson. And Gronk over, under yards, 58.5. So I like that. If I was going to bet anything in this game. And if I had a lean, it's a one lean. A lean. It would be Tampa Bay. I think it's a good call on Gronk. Their linebackers yeah. do not do well in no. coverage. They don't. They're cover. the worst against yeah. tight ends. I think it's a good call. Um, I just I I can't see Philly being all that competitive. Are these all couch change games on Saturday? I mean, it seems like a lot of them, right? And Sunday, and maybe Sunday, early. Yeah. I mean, yeah. You know, Philly. I'll give Philly credit. They figured something out about halfway through the season. They they just sure. can't pass the ball. I didn't think ball. they'd be there. I didn't really either. But they adjusted their offense and they became a pretty dominant rushing team. Both these teams can really run it. They're actually third and fourth in rushing EPA per play during the regular season. The Eagles' success rate uh, on the ground during the regular season was number one mm-hmm. in the NFL. And I know Tampa's rush defense has tailed off a little at times, but I can't see the Eagles making enough plays to hang with Tampa. The thing that jumps out to me is how well they've been in that building with Brady. Um, the Bucks at home the last two seasons under Tom Brady, 13 and four straight up, 12 and five against the number. And this season, Tampa averaged 33.3 points per game at home. They finished the regular season number one in EPA per play. I know there's no Chris Godwin. I know there's no Antonio Brown, but Fournette is back. Uh, Gio Bernard looks like he's going to be back. He practiced this week. I just think they're going to score way too many points for Eagles, yeah. for the Eagles to keep up. I, I just go back and after all, and this is why you're one of the best. You ate up some good time now. But then all at the end, all, all Pappy has to say is, who's quarterback of each Thank team? you. <laughs> For me, Thank you. if I, my life's depended on it, oh, of course, last week my life depended on John Rahm and he lost. <laughs> so, so I understand there's been lives dependent on certain players that sometimes don't come through. Tom Brady has that, I think, that aura. I think Philadelphia, good for their extra playoff positions and everything else. I didn't think they'd be there like the Raiders, but this is the end of the line. Yeah, I'm with you, Mike. Yeah. Sunday, 3.30, next game up. I think this is, I think we all kind of think this is going to be or this is got, the oh, game we of got the weekend. Oh, we got an out of you. Yeah, I think this is the game of the weekend. This is the 49ers going to Dallas. This is oh. Kyle Shanahan mm-hmm. and Dan Quinn. Head to head, Dan Quinn, of course, the defensive coordinator for Dallas. Soon to be a head coach somewhere. Soon to be a head coach, and of course, Kyle Shanahan was Dan Quinn's offensive coordinator that magical year in Atlanta, where they came oh so close but blew a huge lead in the second half in the Super Bowl to Tom Brady and the New England Patriots. But I love the coaching matchup here. Uh, Not so much McCarthy. I love the Shanahan versus Quinn matchup. 
The Cowboys are a three-point favorite at home. The total sits at 51. The best news that the Niners could have gotten this week was that Trent Williams, their all-world left tackle, did return to practice yesterday after missing Week 18. Follow that, folks. Even though he returned on Thursday, keep an eye on it through the weekend. I do think it changes the handicap tremendously if he cannot play. Trent Williams, even at this age, is that good. And when you've got Micah Parsons on the other side of the field, you want Trent Williams healthy. So keep an eye on it. But, man, I think the way the Niners are running the ball right now, they got a real chance in this game. They do have a chance. But now, you know, people talk about the pressure and Jimmy G. Is he going to come through and, you know, San Francisco being an underdog? How about the pressure on Prescott? Uh, you know, the big money guy, the guy that everybody, all the hopes are pinned on. They're a three-point favorite here. This is a stay-away game for me. Pure and simple. Pure, I could land on the number. Uh, yeah, I could. I, I don't know who I'm I – lo- I, I love Dallas and his team, Zeke. I think Zeke's the running back that's going downhill. But they got a good running attack. They and, do. you know, Prescott, I think this is his big-time wow moment maybe. I bring Dallas. Can Jimmy G avoid the costly turnover too? Like oh, Mike said, which I mean he that's, does. Yeah, he, he, the Cowboys have thirty-four takeaways, most in the NFL. Eleven picks for uh, Trayvon Diggs. So yeah, can you avoid that big turnover? If that's if sort Jim- of ruined for McCarthy. Uh, are you really? No, wow. because people don't like him. Yeah. And I will say this: Aaron Rodgers, you know, he, as arrogant as he is, look at you know he says he has nobody around him. His head coach doesn't get any any. Praise Lafleur. Let me ask. He should because yeah. I'm going to tell everybody this. Look at the last four years of Rodgers and McCarthy, folks. They didn't win more than ten games in any of those years. Twice they won ten, and two other times they one time seven. I think Rodgers was hurt. That he year, was, and he got yeah. and he got fired midstream in the in the in the final year. Now look at Lafleur. They got thirteen wins. I know the last three seasons. That's just not the quarterback. Period. Yeah, he's been good. There's no he's doubt been about good, it. Good man. Couple other trends before we move on from this game. Um, mm-hmm. After a bad year against the number in 2020, Dallas really bounced back with such a strong season. Uh, the Cowboys number one in the NFL this year, an NFL best 13 and four against the number. How about uh, that? But San Fran has done its best work under Kyle Shanahan as sure. an underdog. It's something Mike and I talk about a lot. Don't bet him as a favorite. Bet him as a dog. The 49ers are a very respectable 25 and 17 against the spread as a dog since 2000. Jimmy G's from Rolling Metals and yes, he's Italian. He yes, Where do you is. think I'm going? And he's handsome. He's handsome oh, as hell. ruggedly. <laughs> he was getting? born with a 5 o'clock shadow. <laughs> I know. Kid. We got him full for Jimmy the, G. He checks all the boxes, Mike. Oh, that guy? I mean, are you kidding me? He's dreamy. You know what he's I mean? He's Italian. He's from Rolling Meadows, and he's handsome and he's as dreamy. hell. That's, That's it. it. I'm betting on Jimmy G. I'm betting on Jimmy G. Uh, Sunday night in Arrowhead. I think this is the one that looks uh, pretty lopsided. Seven yeah. fifteen in Arrowhead. It's the Steelers and the Chiefs. Uh, you don't see many uh, double digit numbers like this in Wild Card Weekend, but KC's a thirteen point favorite. Totals forty six. Another rematch from the regular season. KC routed the Steelers in Week 16, 36 10. That game was fourteen nothing at the half, and it was over. The Steelers aren't built to come back from something like that on the. Steelers' second possession of that game. Uh, they were down 7 nothing. Their second possession, they tried a flea, fi- a flea flicker on first right. down. Ben threw a terrible interception. Mm. KC went down and scored again. It was 14 nothing. Boom, game was over. I can't believe, I love Mike Tomlin, and I just love him. I, I can't believe that the Steelers are in this position. They're not a very good football team. Mm. Offensively, they're not good at all. Um, I, I can't, I just, I can't see it. I, and I hate to Neither ever bet against be Tomlin, but I can't see it. Either can Big Ben. I know he can't. You're right. He was just quoting. I mean, I just saw him, uh, you know, earlier saying, you know what, we're we're big underdogs. 
We're double-digit dogs. I love it. He's talking about the point spread, the whole ball waxed. Uh, I can't see it happening. It, it's it to me. I, I'm happy for Big Ben. I'm happy he's in it. And you know what? They'll figure out a way maybe to keep it close. Yeah. If I had a lean once again, just a one lean, like lean real quick. Yeah. Chiefs. Keep KC. I think you're right. I can't believe the, if they have to struggle against Pittsburgh. And with I, yeah, Big ben, I, I, I can't see it. I. And the one difference that might benefit the Steelers a little is that T.J. Watt was a non-factor in the first meeting a few weeks ago. He played that game with two cracked ribs, and if you go back and watch the tape, he really was a non-factor. They still paid attention to him. They hit him with two guys a lot. Every time they ran the ball, seemingly, especially in the first half, I went back and watched a lot of the first half, they ran away from his side. They ran left a lot. So they they were cognizant that T.J.'s still there. I think he's a lot healthier now, and that could change things a little because we've seen T.J. Watt wreck games. But listen, folks, Patrick Mahomes... At home in the playoffs, five and one straight up, four and two against the spread. Okay, and, and the you ones- got to attack them, Carm. If you make them run backwards, like in the Super Bowl, well, that's what I would do. Now make he's them also hurt, Megan, but you're right. Backwards. The Come one, on. the one straight up loss, by the way, for Patrick Mahomes and Airhead was the AFC title game mm-hmm. three years ago make against a mistake. against Brady, where he never got to touch the ball because of the overtime rules. But I'd lean. I'm I'm leaning the Chiefs here. I'm with you too. We yeah. got one more game to talk about. That is the Monday night game for the Ooh, first time ever. Good. That's another rematch, round three, because it's a, divi- a two divisional opponent. We will talk cards and chiefs. We will give you our best plays and we'll get some ponies from Jim Miller when we come back next. This is the odds couple with Carmen DeValgo and Mike North on ESPN 1000. You're listening to the odds couple Friday nights at six with a replay Saturday morning at eight on ESPN 1000 Chicago's home for sports. Inside the odds couple as we enter the home stretch on this Friday night, getting you set for a loaded weekend, Super Wild Card weekend in the NFL. And the show wouldn't be complete, Mike, without some ponies. So let's get them from the best in the business. Yep. The expert handicapper from Hawthorne Racecourse. We love him. He joins us each and every week. Jim Miller, everyone. Jimmy! Gentlemen, we were back in the winner's circle again last week, which was a beautiful thing. And how awesome is it this weekend? Football, three days for playoffs, racing over the course of the weekend. This is going to be a fun weekend, guys. So you guys have harness racing all weekend long, of course, at Hawthorne. Uh, it's time for the uh, the harness meet. And like you just said, Jimmy, I mean, the first game kicks off uh, Saturday at about 3.30 our time. You've got a game Saturday night. You've got three games, including a night game on Sunday. So perfect time to get over to Hawthorne. The book is open for business, and you can bet the ponies, right? Yeah, and the cool thing about it is we open up early with the book there so you can get action on those college hoops games early on in the day. They'll be open through the end of the playoff games each and every night, and it really is a nice setup there. And on Saturday, Sunday, if you're watching a game, you have a wager on the game. You got the ponies going in the background behind you. You can throw down a few bucks on the horses, too. And it really is. It's a great mix, a beautiful setup, and it's nice climate-controlled and comfortable. Percentage-wise, because of uh, the sports book now being put into what was once just a race racetrack uh, with, uh, with uh, racing, uh, percentage-wise, how's that helped the track? How's it, it helped, helped the, the track racing? tremendously. I mean, re- really, you kind of looked at things, and initially, just through the pandemic, it was very tough, of course. But still, now with the registration where you have to do it in person, you're seeing a lot of people that are coming out to the track. They're checking out what the location is. And then when they like what they see, then they're sticking around. And that's really been the nice thing, Mike. So I would say at the start, 
it was probably maybe 10% sports betting and 90% mm-hmm. racing. Mm-hmm. I'd say that number's probably moving up to 30, 35% sports betting mm-hmm. and still having that population for racing. So you're getting a lot of interest. And now our job is really to build that crossover between the two and get interest for both sports wagering and horse racing just from that same patron. All right. So what do we like for this weekend? We sticking with the hometown track, Jimmy? What are we doing? Two races at the hometown track. We do have one three-year-old prep, so we're going to start at Tampa Bay Downs, race number five on Saturday. We'll bet all these horses across the board. So Tampa, race five, bet the two Cyber Viking across the board. This one's been improving each and every out. And then two races at Hawthorne Saturday night. Race one, bet the two Rojo Caliente across, who draws really well. And race five, bet the five Hello Sweetie Boy across the board. This one's second start out of the meet and should be very tough. All right, so one prep race Saturday, Tampa Bay Downs. Race five, everybody bet the two horse across the board, win, place, and show. And then two Saturday night at Hawthorne. The first race, the number two horse across the board. And the fifth race, the number five horse across the board. Right, Jimmy? That's right. Build the bankroll for Sunday, boys. Thanks, my man. We'll talk to you next week. You got it. Good luck. Jimmy! He is Hawthorne Jim on Twitter. Jim Miller, yep, he was right back in the winner's circle last year. Picking Absolutely. up in 2022 or where he left off. The guy's just a machine. By, by the way, a quick funny story. Uh, you know how Mike does that, Jimmy? Uh, yeah. Uh, like three weeks ago, Carm, I was filling in, and, and uh, I was listening back to the show with my, my son was next to me, and <laughs> Mike did a... Mike did a Merry Christmas, Jimmy! And my son, for the rest of the night, was walking around Merry imitating Christmas, Mike. He thought it was the funniest oh, thing he's ever heard. Best. Oh, I love you. Every time you I see gotta Jimmy. I got to meet the kid. Uh, oh, yes. I got to meet the kid. He's something, man. Slip of a couple bucks for helping me out. Before we get to our okay. best plays, we've got one more game to talk about. It is Monday Night Football for the first yes. time ever in the postseason. This will be game six out of six for Super Wild Card Weekend. Everybody on the holiday on Monday, it is the Cardinals and the Rams. Uh, matchup number three, of course, division opponents going head-to-head in this one. The Rams are at home in L.A. as a four-point favorite. Total is 49. I think the Arizona Cardinals are more than happy to hit the highway because they were an NFL best 8-1 and one straight up and against the spread on the road this season. I don't think Arizona won a home game since October. No joke. But 8-1 and one away from AZ. So maybe that bodes well for them. But let's face it, Mike, since DeAndre Hopkins went down, this offense has not been the same. The Cardinals were 7-1 and one through week 8 of the season. Their offense was third in EPA per play. They were second in EPA per dropback. And then Hopkins got hurt. And weeks 9 through 18, the Cardinals ranked 14th in EPA per play and 13th in EPA per dropback. They are just not the same without D-Hop on the And field. more pressure on Matthew Stafford, I think, than anybody, to mm. be honest with you. Thrown eight picks the last four weeks, ladies and gentlemen. So he will throw the ball up for grabs. He's never won a pertinent game in his life. Uh, to be honest with you, even during the Bears years with Trubisky, Trubisky owned them. That's kind of true. He's never really won. I mean, what? how many playoff games has Stafford been in? Two? I think he was in one or two. Was he in two games in any yeah, one? Yeah, that was one? it. Yeah, it's, you're hey, right. He's just not done it, so now the pressure's on him. But I got to play on this game, ladies and gentlemen, Ooh, and it's right. going to be a shock to everybody out there, to Carmen also. <laughs> Carmen knows my pattern. Carmen knows the way I am. Carmen knows I don't usually play totals. Mm, that's but true. But this came up. And I can't believe it. Apparently, I know that the Rams have a good defense, but like I said, does Stafford come through? Does Arizona uh, get some points finally on the board? Overwhelmingly, it says take the over. Take the The over. Over over 49. Ping pong football, ladies and gentlemen. Get ready for it. Uh, It looked to me like there's going to be 55 to 60 points scored here. Wow, I love it. All right. Over, and I never do that. So, Mikey, you don't give out a lot of totals. That's true. I don't like prop bets all that much, but I mean, 
uh, totals too. You know, because totals, it it, it it can be iffy, but it says here overwhelmingly the over. So over 49 in the Monday nighter, Mikey yep. says, is a strong play. I will yep. tell everybody, Sean McVay, while he's had his troubles against Shanahan and the Niners, and we were all over that last week, we gave Absolutely. that out as a winner. Sean McVay's been really good against the rest of that division, and mm-hmm. he is dominated Arizona. McVay's Rams are 9-1 and one straight up, 8-1-1 one one against I'd the spread the Rams. against the Cardinals. Yeah, I'd yeah I think I would too. Over 49, I'm going to give one play, uh, just one for me too. Okay. And I got one more for everybody oh, after it. this, but you go ahead. Mike's I gave this strong. one out on Carmen and your goal. Mike's coming strong. I, I, I've started to second guess myself a little, which, you know, I guess you shouldn't do just based on public opinion. But boy, everybody loves the Niners. And that usually scares me. I don't like being on the same side everybody else is on. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to back the Niners getting the three points uh, on the road in Dallas uh, on Sunday afternoon. Should be the game of the weekend. I think it'll be close, competitive. I think the Niners can pull an upset if they use the formula that they've used so successfully the last few nice. weeks. And as long as Jimmy can just avoid that one costly turnover. Rock, rock. So I'm going to play the Niners getting He's the from three. rolling medals. That's right. He's Italian. Come on, Jimmy. He's handsome. I'll buy you a beef you sandwich kidding? when you come home. Come That's on. That's right. Please. We'll take you over to Portillo's. Yes. And then I got one more here. Okay, go ahead. Minus 224 in the money line. Now, Carm knows I don't pay attention to that. Of course, when you lose, you go, darn it, you know. But I won a money line play that was minus 300 about two weeks ago. Tampa Bay, Kansas City, money line for both teams, minus 224. The, the parlay? That they win, the parlay. Got it. 224. I can't see either team losing. I can't. I can't. I can't. And if one of them does, uh, then Armageddon's we, coming. Right. We couldn't see the Colts losing in Jacksonville either. Somehow they did, though, so it's crazy. Yeah. But no, I like How about I, that? I, I think you're absolutely right. I, I, it's pretty strong that both teams I mean, you got to stick, you gotta stick yeah. your neck out, but yeah. you know what? Yeah, sometimes it's worth it. Fabulous stuff as always, Mike. Uh, we hope everyone enjoys the first. Oh, wait, weekend. what about Randy? Oh, whoa, what about Randy? New oh. segment. By the way, Stafford's been in three playoff games. Okay, and they're all for three, right? Over oh, three, yeah, over yeah. three. Yeah. Got playoff games. Uh, I am going to back Carm with the uh, 49ers. Okay, but I'm going to go on the money line. You're going 49 er money line. They're going to win. You, my guy. They're going to win, it. and I think uh, Tampa's going to cover the eight and a half. Okay. Tampa at home has been a cover machine, guys. I mean, they've just they've scored so many points down there. I know they got shut out by the the Saints in that one game. That that was an anomaly. They, Fournette got hurt. That was the game. Godwin it's just got like hurt. when Green Bay lost at Saints. You know, I mean, come, I mean, yeah. when when Rodgers right. didn't like that, play. Yeah, that was that was a weird game. You know, yeah. uh, but at home they've just they've they've scored at will. And I was at one of those games against the Bears where they scored at will. I mean, it was just they go up and down the field. The rain could be a, a factor in an Tom issue. Tom Brady but, throws ten yard passes, matriculates the ball down the field. Too good. It's not going to bother me. He played in New England, for God's sake. The rain might be nice. Right. Yeah, keep him cool. As long as it ain't windy. It's going to be windy in Buffalo, folks, so remember that, too, when you're putting money on the game. It's going to be damn cold. So, enjoy the first weekend, everybody. Thanks, as always, to Eric Ostrowski, Tyler Aki, and the one and only Randy Merkin, and our great guests that join us every week, Luke Pergandy from PropSwap and Jim Miller from Hawthorne. Enjoy the first weekend, uh, all the way into Monday night uh, on the holiday on MLK Day, and we will be back to talk about the divisional matchups Next Friday, happy wagering, everybody, and I'll see you then, Mike. So long, everybody. This is The Odds Couple on ESPN 1000.